What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Podcast presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones, and we have another week of quarantine sports talk. Uh, a lot of movement this week on the NBA, a lot of details coming out about the plans in Orlando when the players arrive, and basically no traction in the MLB, although as we speak, it looks like they might be close to finalizing a deal, but we've heard that 10 times before. So we will get to the baseball on the back end. Maybe something will happen while we're on here. Uh, but let's start off with the basketball, guys. So the NBA is um, going out, uh, announcing more of their plans and what's going to be going on down in Orlando. Um, according to Bleacher Fan, uh, post they posted on Instagram today, the things that will be included in the NBA Orlando campus are as follows. Players' lounges with NBA 2K, barbers, and manicurists. We'll get back to that one. Uh, 24-hour VIP concierge. Movie screenings and DJs. Um, the ability to go to other games. Pretty cool. That'll be kind of cool to see pretty much the only fans there being other NBA players. Um, on-site mental health professionals available to players and team employees at Disney. Um, let's start back at the beginning I understand the 2K. I understand the barbers. You lost me at the manicurists. I don't understand the man. Is, I, is this a different thing that I'm thinking of, or are fingernails being done? Is what I'm picturing. That's that's all I've ever known a manicurist to be. Maybe yeah, a pedicure is something feet, else. A pedicure's feet. I've had them done. They're great. But when the seat starts moving down low, whoa, whoa, stop that shit. The seat, I went once, the seat was moving up and down. It felt like, you know what, riding up, you know where. And I said, stop this shit. I was with, I was with Yace. I'm like, this is not cool. I know this is mainly for girls. That's besides the point. But but uh, uh, a uh, a manicure I have never done. Uh, I probably will never, probably will never, never do one. So uh, I don't know why they're going manicure rather than pedicure. Pedicure would make more sense because your your feet take a beating in the NBA. Like, you're like a man, like a six, eight, six foot eight. Inch man's feet probably aren't good looking. Yeah, I mean, you've seen Shaq's feet. They're the grossest thing. Oh, it's, 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 Shaq's you know, feet are like troll feet. They're gross. I'd rather do a lot of things than than cut his toenails, and I mean a lot of things. That's it's bad. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. But but other than that, it just sounds like a fucking blast. Yeah, All these, I mean. I mean to, Even to, like visiting the other games, I think that's so cool. Like watching that, like having front row seats, watching the best players in the world play in your own little bubble, like just basketball on top of basketball with all the best players in the world that are in playoff contention. Like, and you could chill with the other guys, obviously, because you're in the bubble. Like, yeah, all the real hoopers will be there. All the real ballers will be the people who really care about the game. I would be very surprised if LeBron's not at most of the games. It's a chance to scout in person. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, you don't it's get that opportunity. It's playoffs. It's playoffs. It's who you're, who's your next opponent possibly, and then free agency and the future. Think about it. When was the last time an NBA player went to an NBA game that they weren't a part of? 
You know? Yeah. Like, you n- literally never get the chance to do that. Ever. You know, maybe maybe you can catch, like, you know, if you're from Atlanta, let's say, and you're playing for the Knicks, and you're the Knicks have two days off before the All-Star break, and Atlanta's the last game before the All-Star break. Maybe you can fly home and catch a game like that. But pretty much it's impossible for an NBA player to go as a fan to an NBA game while you're in the league. You know, you're injured, you're traveling with the team, and I'm pretty sure even if you're not traveling the team, they're not too keen on you going to a game outside. You know, I guess the the Knicks, Nets, Clippers, and, and Lakers are really the only ones that have the opportunity to do that. But it never happens. I can't think of a single time in my life where I've seen that. So, I, you know, they've got to be loving that. And also, back to the manicurists, like, how is that the the top luxury thing? Wouldn't a, massa- a massage therapist or a spa of some sort be, like, way ahead of that to me? Well, they probably already have the massage therapist with the team. I got, Yeah, that's true. It probably, like, qualifies as a trainer or physical therapist yeah. that, that does that. Uh, but, yeah, it just seems like it. It's one of those things you look at it and like, yeah, one of these doesn't fit, you know, and that's that's the one that doesn't fit. But uh, the movie screenings and the DJs is a little weird too. Like, what are you gonna do? You guys are gonna all the bros are gonna go out and yeah. just gonna dance and live I'm it up not, without the ladies around. Turn the fuck like, up, dude. Turn the fuck up. Get lit with the team. They can they can drink, right? I think so. I don't know why not, but maybe up the drink. Yeah, I, I would assume so, but I'm, I'm sure it's like... You think they're smoking, too? You think LeBron's... I mean, they're not drug testing, so... I would be very surprised if they were not smoking. <laughs> I would be yeah. fucking shocked. I would say that's probably the number one favorite hobby, whatever you want to call it, of most NBA players. A lot of people in general, but NBA players? I yeah. mean, and if you're not getting drug tested, don't need to give a shit. I mean, when, when when they were getting drug tested, and we've heard stories in the past that it's it's pretty much a, hey, wink, wink, you're going to get randomly drug tested this week. Be clean, you know? So they stop smoking. They're in such good shape, it doesn't matter normally. Yeah, like, two, two, three weeks, they're good, you know? Even, oh, well, even less, wait, I think way less than that. Dude, their body fat in the NBA is so low. I mean, as long as you're, it depends on the amount of your smoking, but their body, it depends, it's, Depends on your body fat. These guys' body fat are like lower than six percent. And uh, it's also it's also a thing where the team trainers are they probably I mean they definitely have access to the same type or same level of tests that the NBA gives. And, and they're sweating everything out. They're sweating yeah. it all out every day. Yeah, they just say, hey, you're gonna you know do this regiment for the next three days. We'll test you, and then you'll be good. Like they don't have there's no worry there. That's why it was such a shock. I think J.R. Smith's the only one who was suspended for weed that, that I, I can remember. I, I don't recall got, anyone being suspended for weed other than J.R. Smith. And yeah, and, and he well, only got five Smith was, And J.R. Smith was baked during games. <laughs> like, yeah. clearly just on television, just like... It was like Ben you know, Gordon you guys, said... You guys can't smoke see me, but I'm squinting. In his car before games. Like, Ben Gordon would smoke a blunt before warm-ups, like, in the parking lot. Maybe block. that's why he wasn't as good as he could have been, because I remember that guy, I remember watching him and thinking, not that he'd be the next Jordan, but he'd be the next face of the Bulls. I remember his rookie year, he put up, like, 17 a game, second year, like, 18 or 19, he, or something like that. He was nice. He was real and, nice, but he he's come out, he's done a lot of work with the Players' Tribune lately. He's come out with, like, uh, all his stories about the mental health issues he went through in his career. That's why he, his career ended earlier than it should have. Because I, oh, really? I don't think he played that long. I think he I think he made, played like seven or eight years. Yeah, I was going to say, seven or eight years. Like, not not an insane amount, especially for a guy that was 
pretty successful for for much of his career. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, but I know he's done a lot of recently coming coming out and telling his story about mental health struggles that he dealt with while he was in the league. Uh, Eleven years, which is more than I thought, but still not as long as he probably could. Where it was it? Charlotte was his last spot. Almost Orlando. He played one year with okay. Orlando, but his rookie year, 15, second year, 17 a game, third year, 21.4 a game. Like at that point, like you're thinking he's going to be, I thought he was going to be one of the next stars in the NBA. Like he was, he was, he could really ball. And then, yeah, that 20 point threshold, it's a, it's a thing, you know, it's, yeah. it's real. He did that twice. He, he put 20 points a game twice in his career. You know, you and can then, score then on he went to Detroit, and then his career went to, you know, everyone's career goes when you go to Detroit. Yeah, I mean, up they have, <laughs> yeah, up until, was it 2010, 11 was their last good year, maybe, with that, that crew that won the championship. Mm-hmm. That was, that was yeah. dangerous. They've just been in the middle of, uh, just the middle of the NBA ever since they've just been in. Oh, and they're the worst spot. Good. And the worst yeah. spot. They're like Charlotte. You know, they they don't draft well. They don't spend free agency money well. And no one wants. Let's be honest. No one wants to live in Detroit. They've just, just the thing is they've had so many good players and they've had they've had an assembly of good players together before. I mean, uh, I mean, you know, Drummond, Blake, Blake Griffin, uh, Tobias Harris. Uh, Reggie was Jackson, Avery Bradley that, still on the team then too? No, Bradley's on the Lakers. But was he still on the team last year when they had uh they had Drummond Griffin and was I can't remember. I feel like he was. I feel like he ended up on the Lakers this year. I no, he he may have been on the Pistons. Yeah. Regardless, Detroit sucks. Yeah, they they just they're not going to they're going to be stuck picking in, you know, the 12 to 15 range forever and you can't hit on yeah, if you can't hit on draft picks, it's not it's not going to happen. You know, yeah, drafting Luke Kennard isn't going to get it done for you. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not like that can't be. I mean, Kawhi and and Giannis were both pick number fifteen, I believe. And I think no, pick you can definitely get value. I mean, pick number seventeen, I believe, has produced the most All Stars of any pick outside the lottery. And then and then I mean, the Heat got like Hero in like thirteenth or fourteenth pick, and then we got Bam somewhere in that range. You can yeah. definitely get tons of good players out there. Absolutely, yeah. Detroit's in a in a tough spot. I don't know what they're gonna do. Let's talk about Kyrie Irving. What nope. the fuck is wrong with this guy? He came in, he fucking ruined Boston, and now he's trying to ruin the NBA season for he, all he, of us. First, he ruined the Cavs. First, he ruined the Cavs. That's true. Even people who hate LeBron could say he ruined the Cavs. He wanted his own team. He wanted to fucking run. Running shit, and then ruins it in Boston and says, "Oh, you know, LeBron, I didn't realize how hard it is to be a leader." Yeah, it's nice. It's nice when you, you know, you, you can bank on the second best player of the world to do all the talking, all the leading, all the time. Then he comes to Brooklyn, pure shit, shits the bed. They get rid of D'Angelo Russell for him. Team's better without him. He's causing a ruckus. We haven't even talked about his flat Earth saga, and, and now. And now Kyrie Irving is trying to start his own basketball league because the NBA is so bad. The progressive NBA with the best commissioner, one of the best commissioners ever in Adam Silver. They're just so bad. They don't understand players' wants and needs and mental health and social justice. And the NBA doesn't get that. The NBA is not, is not, is not groovy with, with Kyrie. I, I mean, this, this guy... Doesn't seem like anyone's groovy with Kyrie the way he's he's operating well, these days. 
I think me- I don't I don't know if he has mental health issues literally like he has bipolar or something where he just snaps because he he goes left and right all the like he goes back and forth all the time like hate LeBron love LeBron uh like his I remember his comments with the Celtics some of them were like like he would just rip the team apart and he'd be like nah man I didn't say that he'd be like nah man like I'm all about the team all love like. Like we're gonna do this together, and he'd be like, "Dude, you you just said that after the game yesterday. Like you yeah, you just shit on your on whole tape. team. Like we need yeah, we yeah. need more. Pl- like he said he said this year with the Nets, we need more players. What, dude? You have you have Kevin Durant, top three player, unarguably. You have yourself. You have Karis Levert. You have DeAndre Jordan. You have you have Jared Allen. I mean, not saying that it's enough to win it all, but on paper, you should be a top two team in the East. You should be. Yes. I mean, you should be if you can play to your potential, Kyrie. You can play to your potential. That's a top four team in the league. Yeah, my 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 deal with Kyrie. My problem with him has always been like he his one is mixed messaging, and two he's just the boy who cries wolf. It's always his actions are different than his words. He never like we said in Boston. You know when he left Cleveland, he said he didn't request to trade. Then we found out he did. You know, we found out the story from LeBron and other and the GM whose story is corroborated. Then the same thing in Boston. You know, I want to stay and then he's leaving. We know we never you can never trust anything the guy says. You can and he plays this kind of woke, uh, you know, woke figure that is kind of above everyone from a mental aspect. And it really just come ends up coming out that he didn't think any of it through. He didn't have all the information. He didn't know what he was talking about when he said stuff. And he either backtracks it or says he didn't say it. And it's the same thing with this social justice reform. No one asked you to say you'd give up everything to for social justice reform. While that is one of the most commendable things you could do, Maya Moore did it, and she doesn't get enough credit for it. She retired as the best player in the WNBA, best women's basketball player in the world, to focus on helping social justice reform, and she's done that. I know she's helped a few prisoners, like uh, people wrongly convicted, get their sentences removed or reduced. I don't know the full details, but she deserves a ton of praise for what she's done. And Kyrie Irving says he w- he'll give up everything for social, whatever it takes for social justice reform. If you if you're going to give up everything, that's retiring from the NBA. That's spending 60 to 80 hours a week dedicating your time to social justice reform just the way Maya Moore did. And that's donating the hundred plus million dollars that you've made from the NBA. No one's asking you to do that. But when you come out and say that, then you're asking yourself to do that. And you're expecting, and you expect people to not think that's what you mean. You're going to, when is he going to backtrack this and say, Oh, that's not what I meant. Oh, I, I, I didn't, you know, that's not what giving up everything means. Then define it because you say these innocuous like bullshit things and you don't have any reasoning you don't have any backing you don't have any uh specifics around any of them and then it just leaves it open for you to change the narrative and and act like you didn't say or mean something in the future and it's bullshit that's what Stephen a said he said there's no plan ever he said he said like he said he said Kyrie, you obviously that's fine but he said like you like it's not an excuse just to not go to work. Social justice. He goes, what's the plan? Like what 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 what's the plan? What are you what are you gonna do? If you're if you're gonna just not show up to work, might as well retire. Um, and first of all, you don't have to do that. Or while Maya Moore doing that is commendable, for sure. You don't have to do that in the NBA with Adam Silver, such a progressive, such a you know such a socially uh, active person. You know, like politically, he's so involved. He's so 
for the players. Um, he's the most understanding and, and, and pro player commissioner and probably one of the major sports in years and years. So you don't have to do that. And you look at LeBron. LeBron has been the best player in the basketball world for for like a decade. And he's been the most socially active player for the last four or five years. And you may not agree with what he says or not, but everyone knows where LeBron stands on these issues because he's very, very vocal about it. And Adam Silver lets him do that, whether you agree with him or not. He does that. LeBron does both. He plays basketball and he's socially involved and he voices his opinions on the social issues. Kyrie, you can literally do the same thing. You're not even playing. You don't have to, but instead, no, 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 no. Let's start our own league because the NBA sucks. And, uh, I mean, we even get to the point where he said he was going to start his own league and then it gets leaked that. It, it gets leaked from the Nets group chat because I'm sure they're like, this guy's a clown. Like, he needs help. And then, and then he says, I didn't say that. Bro, someone leaked it. It obviously happened. And then you leave the group chat. Yeah. Kyrie Irving left the group chat of the new of, of the excuse me of the Brooklyn Nets. Imagine that. Imagine being in a professional organization and a player leaves leaves the group chat like you're a 17 year old girl that Samantha just hooked up with your ex boyfriend or something and you oh I can't take this you know I'm yeah. leaving the group chat or or whatever and you're in a group chat like you can't leave a group chat with a team like that's your fucking team that's the team and you're and you're leaving it and why would you leave it why would you leave it Kyrie because obviously you're pissed it got leaked. Don't yeah. tell me, oh, I didn't say that shit. Dude, dude either needs mental health, like I'm talking psychiatric help, or he's just a fucking loser. And he just wants and he just wants he just wants to say whatever he wants to say. He wants garbage to spew out of his mouth and then just backtrack and say, Oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say that, you know. He's I just think Kyrie's a clown. I mean, this is the guy that thought the earth was flat. He thought the earth was flat, and then he said, and then, oh, oh, years later, I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know that would affect science classes. I didn't know the amount of effect. There is a flat Earth society. Like, let's not contribute to the flat Earth society more than it already is. Like, there's enough brain cells lost. The flat <laughs> Earth society has has enough. They 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 can keep their three brain cells they have. And Kyrie's in that category. It's crazy. Think about just the flat out logic, the poor logic of that statement of the the whole Nets leaving the group chat thing. He said. He, he never said that he should start a new league and then followed it up with saying that he left the group chat because of the leaked information. I'm sorry. How, why would you leave a chat if the leaked information was wrong? There, if you didn't say it, there was no information to be leaked. So therefore, there was no leak and no reason for you to leave the group chat. So which is it, Kyrie? Because what you just said from a rules of logic standpoint is not physically possible. Both things cannot be true at the same time. They are mutually exclusive ideas. So right there is just, it's where you lose people. And anyone with a half ounce of brain, I don't get it, how people don't see through this bullshit. I'm not talking about what he's saying or what his opinion is. Just look at it from a literal rules of logic standpoint. What he said cannot be true. Maybe he misspoke. Maybe he meant to say something different, but that's becoming a goddamn trend with Kyrie, and it can't just keep happening. It can't just be I misspoke this many times on major, major social issues, major business issues. He's the vice president of the Players Association. He's in line to replace Chris Paul as the people, the person who represents the entire player's really? body. Yes, he's the Wait, vice Kyrie? president. Kyrie's the vice president of the Players Association. 
a lot of people didn't know that and were like wondering why he was like starting the call and like yes that's his duty to you know kind of organize those type of things but his duty is really to represent the body of players and the feeling of the players if most of the players disagree with you and you're still spewing whatever opinion you have you're not doing your job you are not doing what you were elected to do by the players they elected you to represent them the way they wanted to be represented and if you're going against that you're not doing your job you're just being an asshole and that's what that's where i have a problem with Kyrie it seems to be he's doing things his own way or he's not uh, getting his message across clearly and then stumbling over his words trying to track it, uh, backtrack over what he said and it's just it's again the boy who cried wolf with everything he does and you can't like anyone else who does that you can't at some point you have to stop believing them there's no more giving Kyrie Irving the benefit of the doubt every single thing he says has to be vetted in some way by someone and I'm sorry but at this point there's no evidence that I should believe you over any respected reporter in the game anyone who is working for a legitimate sports news organization their word is more gold than yours is. Well, yours I stopped giving him the benefit of the doubt once the uh, once the Earth comments came out. I uh, yeah, of course. And let's say he was failed. being fucking you know an asshole and just fucking around with that. Let's say because that's that's probably the most outrageous thing he said. You know, if he's serious, if he's actually thinks the Earth's flat, that's the most outrageous thing he said. But this is a real issue. This is a human rights issue. This is a the biggest issue in our country right now. The I mean, I mean, it's it's literally it's not like they make like. The NBA pays very well. Like he's gonna make hundreds of millions in his career. Like you're just gonna you're just gonna not support your family with the NBA. Like you're, yeah, you're like also he didn't he say that he wanted to do like he when he backtracked the own league thing he said he wanted to like do it was more gonna be like a pickup like Drew League type thing where they would broadcast it on YouTube and other other live streaming services. It's just like again there's a completely hypocritical statement. You you just said that coming back to play basketball would be uh would be yeah. a distraction for the movement and that's listen that's a totally fine opinion to have i don't agree with that opinion and neither do a lot of the players but you're entitled to have that opinion i'm fine with you having that opinion one you can't make that the player's opinion if that's not what the majority of them think because your job is to represent the majority of the players but two like you can't you're just completely contradicting yourself. You're going to be a distraction yourself going on YouTube. So you can make money off the views and you can do that. First of all, it's completely against the CBA. So they wouldn't be able to do that, but it's just, that's the type of stuff you're like, okay, well, yeah, I kind of get where you're going with this. Like I get, I don't agree with it, but I can see it. And then he says something like that. It's just like, dude, you're full of shit. You're full of shit. Yeah. You're talking about doing a new league and you, you just said you're not playing because of, not because of COVID nineteen, but because of the of the racism, the social injustice. Now you want a new. So your problems are with the league. Your problems aren't. It sounds like your problems aren't with playing basketball. I like you're saying. It sounds like your problems are with the NBA, which is very, as you say, woke in regards to social injustice and all the issues facing uh, minorities today and and throughout throughout the the country. So. Uh, yeah, Kyrie wants his cake. He wants to eat it too. And uh, I just, I really hope that he won't take over for Chris Paul and players will wake up and realize we, you know, not, I'm not going to say what 
he is this person, but he's starting to remind me a little bit of Antonio Brown in yeah. the diva sense. Yeah. Before, he's not as violent, not as toxic as Antonio Brown. Um, yeah, Antonio Brown's out here like committing actual crimes. Yeah, like, but, but felonies. Yeah, I'm not saying, he, but I'm saying. Uh, leading up to that, though, it's it's it, it it reminds me a little bit of it. It's just all this diva attitude, want your cake, want it. To, like, if you remember the year before, like, A.B. sitting out, like, being injured, not being injured, sitting out, and then saying he's good to go. I'm talking that stage of the Antonio Brown's career. Like, that year was very shaky for him. Like, people started to grow worried, and then he obviously went off the bridge. Like, I feel like Kyrie hasn't went off the bridge yet. One one way I'll agree with you there is one comparison I definitely see between the two it, at that stage in Antonio Brown's life is he was very he was the same thing very confused and mixed messaging and when he would often just say oh that didn't happen or that's not how it really is or that's not what I meant that's not what I said and it's like okay sure let's say you didn't say that or you say you didn't do that tell us the real story. Tell us what you really meant. Tell it, please clarify. We want to get it right. We want to represent you the right way. Please inform us. And he doesn't. And the same thing is going on with Kyrie. He said, I didn't say that. Okay, what did you say? Nothing. I left the group chat. Okay, I didn't mean a new league. What did you mean? Oh, I meant the pickup league. Oh, so it's not a distraction. Like he doesn't. He doesn't have any. Stephen A is right. He doesn't have a plan. There's no reasoning behind anything. He just he, speaks. He just speaks. He just speaks. Yes. He just speaks. And I want to, like, I want him to be sensible. I want to know. I want to learn what he's trying to say. But if you're not going to give us the opportunity and you're just going to say stuff and your actions are going to be entirely different than your words, how. Please, someone tell me how we're supposed to justify that. How could you possibly side with someone like that? It's not possible for a logical person to do that without with the information we're provided. Granted, there might be more behind closed doors, but what we know now and what Kyrie himself has told us. Yo, he's going to make a lot of money. He is going to make 33, 34, and 36 over the next three years each. And he's got, he can make another million. He has these unlikely incentives, they're called, in his contract. And it's $125,000 for each. And they appear in 70 or more regular season games. Not never going to happen. Uh, yeah. Commit fewer than 2.4 turnovers per game. Also never going to happen. Attempt at least 4.6 free throws per game. And all of these are for he has to appear in at least 60 games. Well, you said 72, Dude. 70 games he's got to play in. So he plays the Knicks four times. He plays the Celtics four times. That's eight. We're already at 74. And then he plays Cleveland three times. So we're already... Er, that's 72. So, yeah, we're at 70 games because you know he's not playing any of those. He already proved that this past season. He's sitting out That's against the Cavs, true. the Knicks, and the and the, uh, the Celtics. Celtics. You know, he, I have to think, too, he's such a bitch about things. Yeah, he had a mysterious shoulder injury. He's not. The doctor said he couldn't cross the Brooklyn Bridge with the shoulder injury. It's impossible. How can, you can't travel that far. You can't travel a mile and a half to the garden from, from Barclays with a shoulder injury doesn't make any sense you know yeah he's a Kyrie being Kyrie we I, I want him to just be more clear I did because some of these things it's like there's no way that this is what he actually means like I, I know he's not actually like a stupid person like he's not you know he might not be thinking clearly or you know know what he's doing but we're not going to sit here and say he's an actual dumb human being you know it's it just if you but you I'm don't just, leave I, as much I'm choice just thinking 
when we all we we when we we were trying to flatten the curve for so for three months of the corona, why didn't we just get Kyrie to flatten it? <laughs> I'm sure he had all the answers. He could have just flattened the shit and said, "Boom, done. It's flattened, bitch, like the Earth." <laughs> yeah, I think that's all we need to know about Kyrie. Um, and that's I mean that's pretty much the only new stuff for basketball. Um, but baseball, what what the fuck? I'm so sick of getting my hopes up, and then. Uh, an hour later, hearing a report that it already fell apart. Like, for the past three weeks, that's all we've heard is that they're almost there, they're almost there, and then it falls apart. And they're almost there, and they're almost there, and it falls apart. And the same thing today. And now it, it seems like it is. I mean... What's 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 the latest... I heard they were from him, and they were close to getting an agreement early in the, early in the uh, day. But then I heard there was progress, but no agreement. Heyman said this at one point. As part of the pending agreement to play the 2020 season M- between MLB and the Players Union, the union has agreed to waive any grievance. And that happened, like, like earlier in the day. So, I mean, they're talking. They're back at the table. I mean, at one point, the players just left the table and said, no, we're not going to play. Uh, they said when and where and then said, no, we're not going to play. Then the owners well, was just working on this multi-billion-dollar deal. And I know it was a billion dollar deal and that it leaked during this and the players were like, well, screw you. So, yeah, I don't I don't know the exact details beyond that. It's, you know, as of two, three, there hasn't been much news lately. You know, the the series flurry of tweets from all the big guys, you know, came out, you know, Heyman uh, passing and and, you know, Sherman. They those are about two, three hours ago now. And we haven't gotten any update, but the right now it's, it says they're close. We'll see if it happens. We're looking at well, the last offer was 72 games from the owners, so we'll see. We'll see if that moves or needle at all. I don't know, but you have to assume they'll settle around between 65 and 75. With it, I'm assuming expanded playoffs, but who knows? I, I think I think they're still getting hung up on the the potential of, of a second wave in October and that being a problem for the, for the playoffs and whatnot. Cause what do you do then? You know what it let's regardless of how you feel about the virus, if there's a legitimate second wave and it starts, you know, early October and these playoffs are supposed to go through the whole month of October, what do you do? Yeah, you're, done. you're done the season. I mean, you're not, they're not doing a, a world series in February. You can't have, two, three seasons messed up over this. You got to, you got to call it, you know, you got to call it and do whatever you can to start 2021 on time, no matter what, but we don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, it's just, this is just, it's a terrible embarrassment for baseball. This whole thing, you know, you, you, you really do genuinely hate to see it. Um, We don't know when we're going to get it back. It's just, it leaves us all, everyone just there throwing our hands up in the air. What are we going to do? Where the what, fans if, are left powerless. If there's a season and it's 65 games, let's call it, and there's expanded playoffs, d- does baseball um, get a decent amount back to where they were in regards to uh, with the fans? Is is it salvageable? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it'll depend. Right now. Yeah, right now. I think you know. I think they're at a point where it's they're pretty close to make or break. You know, um, but the the just. What you mentioned, the players agreeing to forego the grievance means that they've gotten past a certain point. They they've conceded yes. they've conceded something that the the owners have conceded something that was has valuable been, to them. Yeah, it was valuable. Maybe to them it, maybe it's maybe it's uh 
maybe we, they end up doing 60 to 65 fully prorated. Um, you know what I mean? Maybe it's fully prorated on a lower game basis, 60 to 70 range. Maybe that's where they cave. That, because that's what the players have been talking about for so long. They want prorated 100%, and then the owners are like 80, 85, and they're like, no, we want 100% prorated, and um, which I get. So that's what they're what they've been saying they want, but they've wanted the longer season, which is impossible. They want 114 games originally, which obviously is impossible. That's where, and then the owners want it so to be so much lower. So it, it, it's really it's the amount of games, and then the, I think the pro rate factor is is the other is the other main thing. So I think the games is where you can you can agree in the game somewhere. So if you're lowering the games and agreeing pro rate at you know prorata whatever it's called 65 games and they get paid their fully their full salary salaries for those 65 games i think you call it a day and just play ball i mean i feel like each side's given up a little in that in that in that at that point and you got to be you know at least at least content with where you're at i mean i'm sure tony clark and all these guys got in the room and they said look or i hope they'd say you look really bad right now and i look really bad right now we're not gonna. We shouldn't argue over who looks worse. That's subjective, comparing depending on who you are. We both think the other person's at fault, but we look really fucking bad, and we're both gonna lose a lot of fucking money in these next few years if we don't get a deal done. We're gonna lose a lot of fucking money, and that means and you, the owners, and that means us, the players. We're gonna lose a lot of money over you know something that pales in comparison mon- monetary wise compared to the next ten years of baseball future so uh i would hope they had that conversation and they probably should have that conversation two months ago but in fucking march yeah but the urgency is so elevated now i just think the desperation of both sides needs to come in and the desperation might not be there for all the owners like six of them potentially eight of them would rather not have a season which is definitely troubling and definitely concerning and uh you know, that's another Who issue. Who do we think that is? Do we think that's, like, the teams like the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, that are just, like... Oh, I think it's the fucking a... cocksucker Wilpons are definitely in there. Yeah, the Wilpons are definitely in there. Yeah. I, but I, I agree. Well, I, think it's, I, mean, I think it's, I feel the, like it's, I think it's, it's the, the big, big teams. teams that it's don't need teams. to worry about the money. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I mean, it's the, you know, I, if I had to guess, I would say it's the Yankees, Red Sox, Dodgers, Mets, Cubs. Cubs. <laughs> and uh, maybe the... Trying to think who's got. I mean, maybe the Marlins. They don't have. They don't have any fans, anyways. So it's like a normal year for them. Right, <laughs> right. that's true. I, I mean, God, the Marlins are going to have a home field advantage in every stadium now. They're yeah. the only ones that know what it's like to play with no one in the stands. <laughs> that's not even a jerk. Same, same with the Chargers this year. If they, uh, if if they have no fans in the stands, the Chargers will be. Charles yeah. is ready to rock and roll. Let's say, oh, third down, I don't hear any noise. Beautiful. Yeah, it's it's so true. The, you know, the, the, the Chargers stadium looks fucking nice. They yeah. showed a video came out of it. It's Well, it's the Chargers and Rams stadium. But a video came out of, like, the outside, them finishing it last week. So hopefully that's done. I, the NFL is who knows what's going to happen there. I saw but, these masks they might do. Yeah, Schefter actually just tweeted out uh, that Broncos standout safety Cream Jackson tested positive for COVID. A source confirmed to ECM, uh, ESPN. 
but you know, cold like symptoms, but expects to make full recovery. And then quote tweeted that. And he said, although nearly 40 Broncos players participated in the recent Denver protests, including Kareem Jackson, none of his teammates have tested positive for COVID-19 per source teams. Normal testing procedures will remain in place. And so Zeke got it too. Yeah. And a bunch of Texans um, and Cowboy players. I got it. I got to so- side with Zeke here. The whole, uh, he tweeted out HIPAA, like with a question mark. Yeah. It's absolutely a HIPAA violation. Yeah. Uh, think about when like ESPN got sued and lost instantly. Or they, I think they just settled out of court with JPP when Schefter got, somehow got a hold of JPP's medical records when he blew his hand off or his finger off. Uh, and he got, remember they, they put out like the literal picture of his actual like, uh, <sighs> You know, I don't know what they call it in the hospital, but, you know, the fucking sheet in the hospital that says, you know, all the information and what your injury and illness is. And he sued that he sued ESPN for a HIPAA violation. I I don't remember if he won in if it actually went to court or they settled, but it it was an open and shut case. And this would be the same thing. It it seems like they were talking about last night just because it's coronavirus. It goes out the window. It is, by definition, a direct violation of HIPAA to announce if, if 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 a player or agent is not announced, fucked. Zeke always gets fucked. Zeke always like, gets screwed. <laughs> the guy's done nothing wrong, and he gets fucked over left you and right. You gotta feel for the guy. Wait, like, he like didn't like, he, he gets the corona, like the HIPAA violation. Yeah, he the got a six girlfriend. Got a six game suspension for sexual assault or whatever, and he did none of that. None oh, of it. Whatever. It was it was completely oh, right completely proven that the girl made up every single thing they have text messages from her saying yeah i'm gonna like basically i'm gonna frame him he's who do you who's he who's they gonna believe like me or some black athlete like it was bad it was i'm not i'm paraphrasing i'm paraphrasing on the text messages obviously but it was of that effect it was something along those lines like that were open and shut i completely made this up and i'm trying to fuck him i'm trying to screw him over this wasn't like a, you know, oh, we're high, pushing under the rug because he's an athlete. We're high. We're protecting him. Zeke didn't do a thing wrong. That girl made up every single bit of the story and had text messages to prove that she did. And he still got six games, which was atrocious. You know, I'm a, uh, I, I certainly as a Giants fan didn't mind Zeke sitting out six games, but I'm all for, right. you know, justice here. And he didn't get he was not he didn't get any justice in that. There's no no explaining his his suspension whatsoever. Yo, it's uh, like the flakegate. It's the same fucking thing. Can't no, explain the suspension. Let's, let's not let's not go that far. <laughs> I uh, thought I was gonna get it. A little, it's a little more dicey, but but what this makes me think of all these players getting uh, COVID now. I mean, who knows how much it'll ramp up if it does ramp up? But what I realize that players are going to miss regular season games for COVID. Um, they're going to miss it. So me being in my fantasy mindset 24-7, I'm thinking depth this year is super important. I'm thinking possibly even extra bench spots for fantasy teams that I'm going to be commissioner of just for that point. Because, I mean, you could have weeks we have one, two, three guys missing games for Corona or, you know, for COVID, you know. So I think yeah. From a perspective. yeah, I think you have to. I think you have to bump it up by at least one or two bench spots. And you have to, I don't know if this is, you know, it depends on the league. I don't know our league specifically if it has this, but you got to have three or four uh, injury spots. 
you know, yeah. like a D, DL or injured list spots. Yeah. Uh, because, I, would, I would think for this year, two or three, I would think. I mean, yeah. normally it's one or two, and then you got to give up, you know, one guy a week for COVID. Yeah, I'm sure. So I'm just thinking, like, you know what I mean? What Zeke could easily get it, and then he's out two weeks, you know? It's not just one game. It's two weeks if they're out, two you weeks. know. And that's best-case scenario. You know, they catch yeah. they catch it on the right day yeah. or they don't realize, you know, let's say I, I get it on Saturday. I, I play and then I get tested on Monday or Tuesday and I have it. Then I'm out 14 days from there and, I'm, you know, I'm missing potentially three games. I got to yeah, say one thing that's crazy about coronavirus or COVID, whatever we're calling it these days, it um, rich people get it, too. Like, it's crazy. Like, normally, you know, like shit happens. You're like, oh, like the rich aren't affected. Like for once in like time you it's know level playing field there, yeah you can't it doesn't they don't, corona doesn't care who you are that's that's you know the <laughs> i don't want to say the best part but it you know it's yeah although it's, oh, no, it's my favorite part it's good to win one you know yeah 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 exactly <laughs> good to get exactly. a win had, it's not that i have a favorite part it's if i had to pick a favorite part you yeah, know if I, was, if I was forced to pick a favorite if you're gonna part. twist my arm i'll tell you that that's the case <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like how we got into the football talk, though. That got me excited because football is going to be awesome. Football, yeah. can't can't wait for that to be here. College football soon, if they start. I don't know. They're releasing all plans for the colleges now. You know their plans? SEC is going full steam ahead. Full, all, oh, four, yeah, they don't care. all 14 SEC schools announced campus, students on campus, games happening, people in the stands. Yeah, they're not willing to lose that money. They're not willing to lose that money. That's they make so much. Well, Those... the, in the SEC, uh, you know, only I think only Kentucky and maybe one or two others run a profitable basketball program, and so for them, you know, football is the only way that makes money. No, right. no other college sports makes money. Right. You know? No, it's so true. It's so true. And I think, like, you know, the uh, what was it? I think Alabama, someone, you know, the top. I, I wrote an article about it about a year ago and all the top schools are, you know, they spend like $120 million a year on their football program between, you know, building stadium, you know, everything right. to run a football program. And they bring in like 145 million. Like the margins are super thin on college. Right. Football. But it's like they make, they and make that, that 25 and it's, and that 25 million pays for huge. every yeah. other sport to exist. So, when we talk about paying college athletes and the fucking track team wants to get, you know, the same as a football player, get the fuck out of here because you're you don't, <laughs> you don't, you're literally costing the money, the school money. And that's not <laughs> scholarships. That's not even including what the the 50 or 40 or $30,000 a year you're taking out of the school's pocket by not paying tuition and room and board and whatnot. You no, know, realistically, you're taking like, 10 to 12 grand out of the school's pocket yeah. and <laughs> an actual value and cost of what it would cost to them. <laughs> yes. I but was like, I, you have still, to say at that point because oh, that's definitely. what they would have gotten. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 I don't think people realize how not big of business certain aspects of college mm-hmm. sports are. NBA basketball and football are the only ones that make money at any school. Maybe a handful of baseball schools, but I don't even think that's true. And there's I, there's no other program, any other sport that makes money, that's for sure. So you gotta, 
people have to realize that. And it, I, I just I was stunned when I saw the numbers of how much they spend and how much they actually bring in and how thin the margins were. You know, it's, you're yeah. dealing with money, but like, yeah, it brings in hundreds of millions a year, but you're spending hundreds of millions a year to to run the program. So it's crazy. You know, um, speaking of thin margins, who else has thin margins? Is the guys here at fucking Bleacher Fan on that Bleacher Fan store were just putting out such high quality fucking products. I've, I've been, dude, I got my second sweatshirt. I've been wearing that thing because I like to keep my room like a nice like 64. So like I, you know, it gets a little chilly with like at nighttime. Bomb, so you throw a sweatshirt bomb, bomb. on. Yeah. So you throw that on, you know. But yeah, dude, the fucking sweatshirts are sick. The sweatpants are sick. You guys should check out that Bleacher Fan store on the website. It is seriously awesome. Like I'm obviously I'm saying that because it's our stuff, but like it's such good quality. Like if you love sweatpants, sweatshirts, both those are great. The t-shirts are comfortable. Go for it. Go on there. Help us uh, support this podcast. Um, I go like, like, um, give a rating and subscribe in the iTunes store, and we will be back with another episode next week.